Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And yep, so more and more updates are coming in. So I think it's about time that I give my full attention to the uh, ongoing issue regarding the uh, murder of justice in Pakistan, um, which obviously resulted in, once again, an illegal arrest of Imran Khan. And uh, as more stuff has been going on, so I thought maybe I sh- it's about time I put them all together. First of all, as in my previous uh, episode, which I just like literally f- uploaded a few hours ago, uh, not even a few hours, I think it's less than a couple of hours, but in any way, uh, the point is that in that episode I mentioned uh, as a side note that um, Imran Khan, um, he's, um, that within 24 hours or less than 24 hours of his arrest, he um, actually um, got a great political victory because um, there were elections in two subdivisions of KPK and in both of those um, elections PTI won by like a mile okay so it was really really a huge victory and uh, the biggest victory in history of any party it was so overwhelming now um as we know he is in attack jail and um now here's the difference between putting imran khan or pti members in jail versus putting um maryam nawaz um, who did not even spend one night really and it wasn't even jail um putting her or her family members in jail now when you have zardari and and sharif family and stuff going to jail then um, basically they're not actually going to jail. They're going to this VIP cell where they get every single thing they need. It's like basically um, leaving your home in order to um, compromise by living in a two-star hotel. Okay, not even a one-star. Let's make it a two-star hotel. So breakfasts are coming from home. Their servants are attending to them. Um, They're ironing their clothes. They're getting fresh clothes. They have a separate place to um, ease themselves. Basically, they have a separate toilet. They have their privacy. Um, they have meetings and conferences in the IG's office. Anybody and everybody's allowed to visit them, whoever they say can visit them. So it's like protocol, VIP protocol. So they're really never in jail, even when they're in jail. Now, uh, when it comes to Imran Khan or PTI members, as we know, they have literally been in jail. So. Um, I don't think anybody from the uh, People's Party or the uh, uh, Muslim League or even JUI, I don't think anybody can even dare compare their jail experience with the experience of PTI members because PTI members were tortured, they were assaulted, they were sexually um, assaulted as we know. Then um, their children were kidnapped, their wives were kidnapped, their husbands were kidnapped, their parents were kidnapped. I mean, there was so much going on. I mean, and it's obviously still going on. And then now that they have, um, the way they arrested Imran Khan again, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Have you ever seen Pakistani police, especially Punjab police, be so active that uh, a decision comes out in Islamabad court and uh, here in Lahore, 
where there's a whole six hour difference by road, uh, you suddenly within 10 minutes of that decision, you've got police at the door, breaking down the door and that even the back door. I mean, if it's legal, come by the front door, ring the bell, show the warrant and just, you know, walk in and arrest him. No, um, the decision gets made and uh, gets announced, actually. The decision, as we all know, was dictated like, like eons ago before the trial even started. And uh, just within 10, 10 minutes, literally after 10 minutes, uh, the, the police breaks down the door of Imran Khan's house and then breaks down the locks even of his wife's bedroom. And, you know, why, why, why are you breaking the lock of somebody's bedroom? That's what I want to know, especially a female's, right? And then they're, arrest, they're dragging, uh, uh, they're abusing Imran Khan, using abusive language and dragging him, even though he, he said that just give me two minutes to change my clothes and I'll be with you. So... You've got that, uh, and and they beat up his staff, and they stole their mobiles so that nobody can contact anybody, and you know, so they they've been doing that, and now they put them, then they uh, decide to drive him all the way to Islamabad, thinking that they'll give him mental torture. You're an idiot, by the way, because if Imran Khan is even the slightest bit like I am, then I think a six-hour drive is the best thing that could have happened to him. Why? The amount of plans one can make on a six-hour road journey, the amount of plans, counter-plans, attacks, counter-attacks, plan B, plan C, plan D, with exceptions, with rules, with this, with that, the six hours drive is ideal. I mean, you just leave me alone um, as long as I'm not the one driving. If somebody else is driving me, drive me all the way up to anywhere, and within that period of time that would be the ideal time for me to set up all the plans necessary for like the next hundred years so yeah i <laughs> you wish i mean seriously anybody who uses his brain especially on overdrive a six-hour drive is not torture okay if anything it's it's you know pretty mentally speaking pretty resting um and very very conducive um, so and then they decide that okay, let's let's produce some more torture. Let's try to break him down by putting him in a five by eight cell, um, which has no light um, and no um, uh, no separate you know lavatory or anything. So there's an open lavatory in the cell, and um, it the cell is infested with bugs and with flies. And there's not even enough space for him to pray, but he's still praying. And there was a constable who gave him a sheet so that he could spread that sheet and pray um, because the cell is not in a good condition. And then uh, he was given the Quran by one of the other police officers so that he could read the Quran in peace at least. So imagine that even the members of the police are extremely uncomfortable with what is going on and what they're being forced to do by their superiors. Um, and so because of that, uh, he wasn't even allowed to meet with his lawyers. But then finally, I think it was the superintendent who, who was like, no way, he has to meet. his. He, nobody can stop him from meeting his lawyer. So today, his lawyer met him. And then the lawyer obviously uh, gave a press conference in which he mentioned all these details, which is why we all know these details. Now, when it comes to protests, again, to those people who are saying, actually, the mainstream media has a total blackout when it comes to um, all, all these details. Plus, um, 
the uh, because of that you know all these details are being um, shared with the public um, by the lawyer and then again by the journalists on social media so when it comes to protests again i would tell you that it, uh, there are protests going on in fact people flooded the atak jail uh, premises they tried to break uh, in i think or the, i think they were they were basically just standing there maybe trying to force uh, the staff to let them in i don't know the actual story but the whole point is that people flooded towards the jail premises and they want and they were demanding that the police let imran khan out um on the other hand uh, as we know overseas pakistanis are extremely agitated and their protests all over the world um and we have the ever famous shayan ali who is a student um and he in england and he's a british citizen a british pakistani and he has been very very vocal and his protests of whatever is going on in pakistan and he's been very vocal um against uh, the illegal government and against their illegal practices and the fact that um dilawar the, the the judge um he the fact that he was immediately sent out of the country within hours like literally over here he gave his decision or announced his decision and over there um within within 2 hours he was at the airport and being you know shoved out to england of all places and just check england out now this is the thing so everybody's talking about university of hull and how shayan ali found um dilawar to be there uh, and how he raised you know a, a ruckus about it in the sense a ruckus in the sense that uh, not exactly a ruckus um as in he promised that he would follow this man and he promised that he would you know capture him um in his video and try to ask him questions or try to find out you know how this man is even here and why he's here after committing um murder of justice as i quote um so uh when Sh- um shayan ali finally saw him he was in the university of hull and so shayan ali followed him but there was a professor who was basically a pakistani obviously no no uh, british professor would dare do what the pakistani did and in fact i'm wondering that so this is where i'm going to deviate from other journalists i'm wondering how the hell is it that these pakistanis are getting more and more um uh you know brave uh that they are they thinking that um and i'm by these pakistanis i'm talking about these political people uh, uh who belong to nawashi's group how is it that they're so brazen um that they are actually acting uh as thugs and goons in england um has england suddenly transformed into pakistan for by any chance i mean the last time i i uh looked or i checked england Uh, was pretty strict upon on its rules and people had to basically um mind their manners so but since i've come back to pakistan these past few years i've noticed that there are a lot of incidents i would call them incidents there are a lot of incidents of violence of abuse of uh harassment of uh, even assault by the 
members of Nawashi's political party in London, in England. And uh, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how brazen they are that the police didn't come in two seconds. When I was there, the police would come in two minutes, even if, they, even if it was reported that uh, somebody was pulling somebody's hair. Seriously, I've been there, you know. Um, when one of my friends was just pulling my hair uh, for fun because my hair is extremely long, like Rapunzel-type long. Um, so um, in two minutes, the police came and they're like, okay, do you want to report your friend? I mean, uh, w- w- what's going on? Because a few people said that, uh, you know, they, was going, that they were going around pulling your hair and that you seemed very uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, well, you know what? I really was pretty peed off. But uh, they didn't mean any harm, you know, it's just that my hair is so long. And then, you know, um, the, <laughs> the the constable was like, you know, oh, shit, when she saw my hair. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's how the police used to be. So I don't know what just changed, what transformed and how England has suddenly become a Pakistan number two. Um, that so much has happened and so so much is going on and the police has never showed up. Ex- uh, but people have actually had to go and maybe make a report or something. Like how in Shayanli's case, in the University of Hull, no less, he was basically assaulted. Yes, legally we will call this an assault because the professor um, uh, that uh, that pushed the lover shitface uh, inside um, to hide him from Shayan Ali and the other protesters that were with Shayan Ali. There's, mind you, Shayan Ali was not the only person there. Um, there was a large amount of Pakistani protesters there as soon as they found out that the lava shit face was there. And so I think the, the name of that professor is Niazi or Nazi or something. I can't be bothered to even know his name because he's not worth my time. Um, so that professor, he, uh, you know, hid the uh, lover and he was and then he went right up to Shayan Ali's face verbally assaulted him and then grabbed hold of his phone or his camera whatever it was that was that he was recording with and he literally threw it into the uh, onto the ground and everybody who was watching the video could literally see it because it was not edited so you could see um, that it was that the recording instrument is being snatched and dropped to the ground now um, how can you be so brazen enough as a professor, no less, to do such a thing? Are you even a pro- legitimate professor, number one? Number two, has England's educational standard dropped so low uh, that uh, they are taking any Tom, Dick and Harry without any verification to make them professors? And that even worse, that they actually invited and accepted and allowed a bias to judge nonetheless a bias to judge do you know what a bias to judge is i mean a bias to judge is a judge who is never accepted in any of the legal circles um, especially when he is blatantly abusing his authority because a bias to judge is a judge who uses his personal uh, grudge or his political affiliation or whatever it is his relationship with um, the, uh, you know, with either the plaintiff or the defendant. Um, And he uses that to abuse his authority so that he can uh, basically run the whole trial inappropriately. 
Um, and so whatever outcome of that trial is, it is automatically biased, which is why a judge, for the sake of his own career and for the sake of his own integrity, he would always recuse himself whenever his relationship with any of the uh, concerned uh, citizens is exposed. Now, in this case, um, it was literally on social media, like he posted offensive uh, posts against Imran Khan, and he was very openly, um, you know, uh, biased against Imran Khan on social media. And he very openly showed his affiliation and his personal relationship with Nawaz Sharif and, and uh, Nawaz Sharif's party members. So again, pray tell. First of all, I would repeat my question that I did last time, and that is, how the heck did the other judges um, or, or the Judicial Committee or, you know, uh, the Bar Association, how did any of them allow him to continue this trial in the first place when they all knew he was biased and when he was actually uh, being questioned for his bias? Second, how is it that England... Uh, University of Hull, no less, has no clue about this judge who is so famous on social media because of the scandal that he caused by being openly biased. And then an even bigger scandal that he causes when he uh, very illegally conducts the trial. The whole process of the trial was illegal right down to the sentencing. And that is why the whole Bar Association unanimously agreed that the whole trial was bogus and the whole decision was bogus. And so the whole Bar Association of Pakistan is unanimous in this decision, in their agreement that this whole trial needs to be struck off, that the whole decision needs to be struck off, right? So England and then University of, Hel uh, of Hull and then a law department, no less, you're inviting a biased judge who is running away from a scandal not two hours after he just made a biased and an illegal decision after conducting a biased and an illegal trial. So he's literally, um, you know, he's literally entrenched in this searing scandal and the University of Hull does not know about it, seriously. Then what are you there for? What are you teaching? How are you going to teach your students about law and about human rights and human rights violations when you do not even know what's going on in the world and who is actually, um, you know, uh, crossing their limitations and who is violating human rights? This very judge who you called to speak about human rights violations just violated somebody's human right. I mean, seriously? You're actually telling me that you are having a seminar on human rights violations and you don't even know that the person who you have invited to speak about it is a human rights violator? Like, is that even possible? And then one of your professors, like, where did he come from? Who is he? What is his background? Did you even... I thought you people were so... Uh, so picky, so biased, and so racist, and so discriminatory when it comes to hiring um, 
you know pakistanis or muslims especially and yet you have uh, no clue as to um what category your professor belongs to that he's inviting um a human rights violator he's inviting a political affiliation uh, a judge with a political affiliation who just made a biased decision who just gave a biased sentencing violating a human right throughout his trial process and you have no clue seriously you want me to believe that you want me to believe that about you and about your law department and about your and and about your i mean you are so ignorant i mean that just shows um how low the standard um of english education has become um that they do not even know about whatever is going on pertaining to their own subject which they profess to teach and how can your students excel as lawyers and how can they excel as human rights protection uh protectors sorry uh if they have no clue as to who is violating what human right where i mean you know you should be updating your students on the current affairs of what's going on like or are you just teaching them historical facts about nazis and the fantastical stories of uh, you know the um the incarceration of jews in germany is i mean is that is that what you're basing your whole human rights violations on so they have no clue as to what's going on in palestine or they have no clue what's going on in pakistan and they have no clue who's doing what seriously i mean what the frack i mean is this what england amounts to now is this what the english education amounts to that you don't even know who you're inviting i seriously doubt that and again so you need to decide on what narrative you're going to produce now either you are with the corrupt illegal government and you just showed um your stance uh, as as a british representative um uh, you know i'm talking to the university of hull so either you're representing england's stance which we already know but i mean england has really tried its best to keep its stance secret because it doesn't like to come out in the open it doesn't like to come out of the closet if you please and announce to the world that it is still behind all the stuff that's going on in previous commonwealth countries um and so the fact that english uh, the british establishment is behind um whatever is going on in pakistan uh, the british establishment didn't want people to know that uh, and so you're basically kind of exposing that fact um as a representative uh, of britain you know you the university are representing your country when you're inviting a biased judge a politically biased judge um who just gave a biased sentencing in uh, after having a biased trial you know and you're giving him protocol and you're inviting him to talk about human rights violations after he just violated imran khan's uh human rights thank you very much so either it's that or you're ignorant so tell me which which narrative do you choose are you openly stating that you're with the illegal government of Pakistan or are you openly stating that you're so ignorant 
that you don't even know who is committing human rights violations in today's world even though you profess to teach that to your students and you know you're having a seminar on it for crying out loud so that is my question here in this episode and let's see what people come up with what answers people come up with or what answers the university of how comes up with um for now shayan has uh basically gone to the police station where he filed a report against the professor as well as the lover because obviously the lover is an accomplice in the whole matter of the abuse and assault so way to go so day 1 i mean he is just running away from one scandal just to drop neatly into another kudos the lover shit face kudos idiot moron and this is me signing out for the half is